seriously. So I started a new job. Uh, sort of why I we didn't have an episode last week. Uh, just sort of a mess of a week for everyone involved. Yeah, that's but I exciting. I started a new job. That's yeah, exciting. it is exciting. And I, I, I get in there. I'm starting to meet the people in my office. There's two other people. And they, they sort of tell me, you know, you, you want to feel out the culture. And they tell me, they say, yeah, we don't really talk that much. What? And <laughs> culture and, don't talk that much? Yeah, well, like, that, that wasn't, that, like, culture aspect, I wasn't worried about that. But I was sitting there thinking, you guys have hired the worst person in the world if you want someone that doesn't talk that much. Because <laughs> I was, like, I was sitting there thinking... I talk a lot. <laughs> you never shut I up. <laughs> I never shut up. Welcome to the Trash Turtle Fantasy Podcast. Every year, this is our favorite episode. This time, Boots got so excited we had to slip him some Valium. The problem is, it was too much last week and we had to scrap the episode. Today, we are joined by fellow podcaster Chuck Bass to discuss the contenders for Super Bowl glory ahead this season. Thanks for joining us. This is a total mess. I, I Well, not a total mess. They're super nice. It's an amazing workplace. I, I'm super excited to be there. It just cracked me up. And so I got to talking to one of them. And we were talking about our favorite TV shows. And they were like, yeah, they watch, you know, Supernatural. And while talking about this, the other one goes, oh, you watch Supernatural? To a person they've worked with for two years. Oh, <laughs> man. They've worked together for two years and didn't know they had the same favorite TV show. Um, so that's the, the Boots effect that I bring. I bring people together just like I brought together another person on this uh this uh, week's episode our good friend and uh brand new podcaster i don't know if he wants to go by chuck bass or what but he he runs the show this guy sucks with chuck bass fellas what's happening welcome 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 all right and also uh, i'm recording my podcast at the same time so welcome to this guy sucks with chuck bass <laughs> <laughs> Today's guests are Boots and Dr. Trash Dad. <laughs> I'm honored. I've, I've heard nothing but amazing things. I, I know that you only have five-star reviews. Oh, well, you guys laid the groundwork, and uh, most of those reviews came from me going to the Apple Store and getting on all of the demo phones and attempting to review the <laughs> podcast. So, so far, it's, it's looking pretty up, but um, I'm happy to be here. That, that's dedication. I respect that. And what Busty... Or, or, I don't know. What would, you, what would you like to go by? Busty or Chuck Bass? Oh, gosh. They're both just such terrible options. But let's go with Busty <laughs> for... Um, Clarity. Clarity. Yeah. Um, so, so Busty doesn't know this. But we're really honored more than he is because being on his podcast is way more prestigious than being on ours. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Me, and my, uh, me and my dog spend a lot of time going over all of the ins and outs of everything we've watched a lot of youtube videos and we've listened to a lot of your podcasts to get some good advice is that is that how you get to is that how you put yourself to sleep for a nap <laughs> uh, yeah anytime it's i've had a bowl of pasta at noon i just put your guys previous podcast on and my boss comes walking into the room and what the hell are you doing 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I, I know you're drinking right now. What is your, your uh, drink of choice right now? Oh, that's just an excellent, excellent question. Right now, I... I know you're a bourbon guy. I'm so. drinking bourbon. I'm drinking bourbon neat. Um, it is a blue corn whiskey from Bluegrass Distillers, which is just down the road here. And I'm just mm. trying to support local as much as possible. There's a lot of Buffalo Trace animosity in the Lexington community right now. So I'm trying to branch out and support some of the small guys. Very interesting. Heck yeah, man. I, I'm actually drinking wine, but it, 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 to stick with the theme of bourbon, it is a bourbon barrel aged wine. There you go. Ooh. Nice. That's, that's awesome you say that because some of my favorite bourbons are distilled in wine barrels like it's just one of my favorite things, so it's almost like we're both burning the candle at both ends. There you go. <laughs> um, I can. I don't think you're drinking, but what would you be drinking? I know the answer, but I want to hear you say it again. <laughs> actually, if I were to be drinking it right now, I would uh, stay on par, and I would drink Knob Creek bourbon. Excellent, meat. excellent, excellent answer. Well, before we get into the the sort of uh, football discussion that we're all actually here for. Uh, since we're all talking about bourbon, what is your favorite bourbon, bus? Oh, that's going to be Michter's Toasted Barrel Rye. It's just an excellent, excellent rye out of Louisville. And I would kill for it. I would kill a man for it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I, I, I want to make it clear to the viewers that don't know Busty very well. His, his threshold for killing people is really low. Yeah, it's a problem. The airports are a real trigger for me. <laughs> And, I mean, you live in Kentucky, so there's another reason to want to kill people. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> a Florida man in Kentucky with bourbon, a, a full bourbon supply, is a real problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To, to be clear, too, the last time I saw this man do Halloween, he dragged his uh, flat-screen TV outside, put it out on his front walkway, pulled up a lawn chair with, I think, a bathrobe and, like, bear claw um, footy things and was handing out candy while watching TV while watching football. That is true, I and I thought it would be inviting, but it turns out it was my most terrifying Halloween decoration. <laughs> kids were not coming. It was a problem. Tonight. A lot of people, a lot of kids started coming down the walkway, and their parents were like, "No, no, they're they're closed." <laughs> Iken, what's your favorite uh, bourbon or whiskey or whatever? Uh, Knob Creek. I pretty much only keep Knob Creek on hand. Yes. I will dabble. If I can't, you know what, if I can get my hands on is Booker's. If I can get my hands on Booker's, Very nice. I, will, I will have that all day. But Knob Creek is, it's easily, it's much more easy to find. And it's just an easy, um, easy win slam dunk yes. every time. That's what I think the best way to do it is to have a favorite or a top bourbon that you can find almost anywhere. Because then you're always going to be satisfied. They have Knob Creek at weddings, at funerals depending on where you're going <laughs> up. but i'm just that's that's an excellent choice i was hoping you might say wise acre um when he asked what you would be drinking right now the old you know, memphis made something like that but um not good yeah was, wise acre's not it's not it's not bad um and memphis made is a different brewery so mm -hmm. you can't turn they are they're competing yeah too uh, there's a little bit of animosity mm. between those two, actually. So oh. you got to be careful with that one. There, there. there you go. <laughs> but but Wiseacre is pretty pretty decent stuff. Um, mm. But most of the stuff that I drink nowadays, actually, I import from Asheville. Not to be confused with Nashville. Oh, excellent. <laughs> well, any in particular? 
Uh, yes. Uh, I don't remember the brewery, but it's uh, Lorelei. This IPA, it tastes like you're drinking grapefruit. Oh, it's fantastic. really what it tastes like. It's amazing. Very nice. Yeah, Asheville is an um, incredible beer town. Uh, for me, my if I have a daily drinker, and I don't know that I really do, but it'd be like Basil Hayden's or something like that, because it's one that I just think you can't go wrong with. Mm-hmm. And then on the high end, uh, probably my favorite scotch I've ever had would probably go ahead and be like Calila, something along those lines. Very nice. You guys are impressing the, he- the heck out of me right now. This is some good stuff. <laughs> I mean, we just had Brett Coleman on the week before, so like this just <laughs> is in line with everything. So. <laughs> on brand. All this alcohol talk, Pelt has turned the podcast off. He's so mad right now. He's fuming. <laughs> he's sticking. He's sticking another uh, pencil in a beer and poorly shotgunning it. Is what I, I think he might be doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. But let let let's go ahead and finally get to to some football talk here. This is one of our favorite episodes. Iken and I love this episode every year. You jumping on the podcast mm-hmm. sort of scene this year. We really wanted to have you come on and do this episode with us. And, and it, this is just I I think the the most fun episode to record and listen to. And this is frauds and squads. And. In Frauds and Squads, we discuss, we like to do it about halfway through the season, and we discuss how certain teams are doing in the NFL and how we categorize them with whatever random metric we feel fit um, and decide if they are, in fact, a fraud or a squad. Um, so I I, I, uh, I don't know. Do we want to start with Frauds or Squads? We'll let you choose since you're the guest, Busty. Well, I just want to say that I have been dying for somebody to do this segment correctly for a long time. About 13 years ago, I had ESPN on one day, and the segment on NFL Live was Herm Edwards when he was still working there, and it was, are you Hermanated? And he had a a black duster trench coat on from the Terminator and full sunglasses, and he would just randomly pick teams that were Hermanated or not. And ever since then, I've been longing for somebody to do this correctly, so I'm happy to jump in. And, uh, and right the wrong. Are you, are you wearing a trench coat just in like in memory? Of no, that? I sleep in that uh, right now. It's still, uh, <laughs> still daytime or still nighttime here. I, I can I'm not figure daylight savings out yet. It's going to take months, but um, yeah. Yeah. So so do you want to do so you want to do frauds then? That's what I'm taking. Yeah. Since that. Herm Edwards got brought up, we might as well do frauds. <laughs> Okay. Oh, it's so. I'm sorry. Um, I I, I'm not going to beat a dead horse with my first fraud. Uh, and by beating a dead horse, I mean the Steelers because that was the most obvious not going to meet last year's expectations in the entire world that they weren't going to go 11 and 0 at one point or something like that because that was such a fluke. They were the biggest frauds ever last year, and they going into the year they were as well so i'm not going to beat that dead horse but i'm going to go with the first uh fraud of the season i'm going to go with the kansas city chiefs now this this feels like you know kind of crazy because patrick Mahomes just coming off this five td performance um but i mean honestly i i have a lot of concerns we talked recently on the show about predicting future epa and current epa not that predictive um, and in turn, 
what was predicted was PFF passer rating, and Patrick Mahomes, uh, last I checked, was 23rd in PFF passer rating. They have one of the hardest schedules going forward. A lot of their losses have been to good opponents, but I feel like they lack any decisive victory. I, I completely have no faith in this team. The defense is 29th in EPA per play. Just an absolute joke of a team this year. What do you guys think? Um, I would I would say that they have definitely been going through quite a rough patch. I mean, especially with the showing where they just get have been getting trounced by clearly inferior opponents. Um, a couple of things. Uh, Based off of PFR, Mahomes number one in bad throws for the for the season, and he's number two in throwaways. Um, and number two in throwaways, that's between Sam Darnold and Jalen Hurts. Well, that's where you want to be. I, I was told week four Sam Darnold was a stud. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with all those data points we had at that time, yes, that's an, indeed that's correct. Um, but I, you know, just a couple of more pain points there now um it's it it's really unfortunate too i feel like it, a their defense has been letting them down quite a bit uh, but everyone kind of knew that one already now the surprise i think was didn't they spend a lot of the offseason bolstering their o-line and yet mahomes kind of seems like he's running for his life a lot yeah i i think that that's been one of the largest factors for them is well creed humphrey has been an absolutely amazing pickup i think we got him in the fourth or something along those lines and his name's getting thrown around as like maybe like a top 15 rookie pick from last year like he's actually like pff tweeted like who's your rookie of the year and they threw creed humphrey on there who was like a fourth or fifth round pick and he literally is i think currently grading out at top 10 in his position per pff so i i i definitely think that he was a great pick now the orlando brown thing hasn't totally worked to the guard position has really faltered and just in general it's not great, but I, I really think it's Mahomes. Uh, I feel like sometimes he's just trying to play Superman, and it's not working at all. What 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 is your sort of thoughts on on the Chiefs this year, Busty? This one has been. Re- I'm sure you have some. <laughs> this one has been really hard for me to process because I got myself so convinced before the Super Bowl that they were the greatest team in the history of great teams, and I'm still in shock and everything that I've seen since. Every now and then this does happen, though, where everybody keeps waiting for an amazing team to just flip the switch. And when you have the most talented quarterback that I personally think I've ever seen and a coach who has as much veteran experience as Andy Reid, I think that you're able to take a dominant win over a team like the Raiders and you're able to say they're back. When in reality, I don't know anybody outside of Oakland that thought the Raiders were even remotely on the right path. And so the problems that they've had with the defense are going to be concerning because I think that is the hardest thing to fix when it comes playoffs time. But I have to say, this is where I think I disagree a little bit. I do think that in a year where we're not sure who is good, that this is going to be a team that's going to say, don't forget about us. I love that you bring that up, that it's a year where we just don't know who's good. 
Honestly, it, it's been such a mess that, you know, the Chiefs are kind of faltering. The Bills are a little rocky. Like, the Rams randomly just got completely dominated by the Niners earlier this week. I mean, this past three weeks of the NFL has been such a smack in the face for people who think they know what they're talking about. Hence, pointing at all of us on this podcast right now. Um, <laughs> but, but really, it, it's been such a mess. I, I, you know, I, I'm always going to like, you know, I, I, I think I'm a realistic Chiefs fan. I, I definitely am not entirely convinced that, you know, we're going to do great things this year. And I'm curious to see what we end up doing. You know, are we just going to sort of, you know, uh, stand pat basically going into the offseason just do everything normal or are we going to try and like really make a push while these contracts are working mm-hmm. i don't know oh I, I i completely understand and i did have some offseason concerns for them going into the year i did not i liked that they made an effort to improve the line i did not love the way it went down i don't love when another strong contender like the ravens is willing to let go of an asset i thought that said something that maybe we were missing uh, Kyle Long coming back. Um, I just he was not coming from a strong Bears offensive line. Just things that were happening in the offseason that gave me some concern. But the weirdest thing is usually when a team is struggling like this, it's because of some major injury or they're missing some key element. And they're really just punching below their weight right now. I'm really having a hard time figuring out what the root of the issue is. You mentioned Mahomes, and I do think that's a part of it, but you'd have to imagine that at some point they would have to flip the switch, not to be cliche. He's got the yips, and he didn't put his hand on the believe sign. That's got to be what it is. <laughs> well, last year was a real fun playoff to watch because it was a bunch of teams. We were all waiting to say, who's going to emerge to challenge the Chiefs? Who's going to be the ones that can take, can challenge them for the throne And I think what happened was that all the teams cannibalized themselves. And, of course, the Bills emerged as the best team. But by the time they had gotten there, the Chiefs were just ready to step on their throat. This year it feels like the Chiefs are down in everybody's level, if not maybe even a little bit beneath it. So I'm really interested to see what happens when they go into the playoffs without that edge that they've had in the last couple years. Well, one thing I would say is the Chiefs, along with the other fraud that I'm going to bring up in just a moment— is that I think both of these coaches are guilty of a major thing in, you could maybe call it betting, you know, beating the spread, whatever. Um, But I think these are two coaches that play down to their opponent more than any other teams. Mm. And that would be the Ravens, who is my next fraud. Mm. I actually think the Ravens are frauds. Um, These are two teams, the Chiefs and the Ravens, I think play down to their opponent's level more than anybody else. I like going back to the Chiefs. We just saw them have close games against Daniel Jones and Jordan Love. Like, I'm so just demoralized (laughs) after both of those. But I... With the Ravens, it's just a, a really tough schedule. Their net points is only 26, like a positive 26, and they have losses to the Raiders, two-point wins against the Lions, which came off a record-setting field goal, um, wins against the Broncos, the Colts, mm. lost to the Bengals. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm really not convinced that the Ravens are going to kind of 
not be exposed in the coming weeks. You know, they run into the Browns twice. They get Green Bay, the Steelers twice, the Bengals in the future. I'm not convinced. Lamar's 13th in PFF passer grade. I Unless Rashad Bateman really breaks out, I have little faith going forward. Yeah, but you just said that Lamar Jackson is 13th in passer 13th. grade. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's a that's passer average ish. Yeah, but it's it's Lamar Jackson though. So like you're kind of it's kind of oh, expected. Right. Come on, get out of here. Come on. He, he's got so he's got the highest completed air yards per pass attempt. Uh so Yeah, he's a great passer. It, it, exactly. So when he does, <laughs> that's the thing is that he's just like you know, when he does do it, he does do it with some level of efficiency and then he's not a, he he just doesn't pass as much so he doesn't warrant as high of a rating. Well, what's funny is everyone keeps calling them a low passing offense. They're not. But he's still They're... like he doesn't he to get himself out of that trouble. He runs. He doesn't throw. Sometimes he does, but he runs a lot, like way more than those pocket passers. Yeah, I mean, they're running a lot of plays, but make no mistake, they're on track for 550 attempts this year in terms of passing, which is a career high for Lamar by over 100. They've absolutely... What, do you, what is your what is your Lamar take? Oh, so this, this is where it's interesting. I do not think that if you look at the Chiefs' schedule that they've had a bad loss. Have they had some bad games? Yes, I don't think they have a bad loss. The Ravens have a bad loss. That Dolphins team is absolutely pathetic, and I believe they were able to. I'm not going to say there's a blueprint to stop the Ravens, but that, that that's a game you don't lose. And I know that the Ravens have caught a lot of people off guard this year by taking a massive leap in their passing game. But I just we just have not seen – we're talking about contenders. We're talking about a team that can hoist the Lombardi trophy. We have just not seen – an offense like this do it. Now, I'm not saying they're not capable, but I've got 70 to 80 years of history on my side to say that this is just not something that can't be solved when it comes playoff time. The Ravens and the Chiefs both rank third and fourth in the league in big 20-yard plays given up. I mean, that that's just a real that's a real problem when it comes to you know, what... Oh, here comes the bourbon... What can you do to stop these explosive offenses? Yeah, I I don't know. I, I just don't. These are two teams I just don't believe in. You brought up a great point in the defense, right? Like everyone just says how bad the Chiefs defense is. They're 29th in defensive EPA per play. The Ravens are 22nd, mm-hmm. right? And we haven't, no one's really talking about how the Ravens defense has been absolutely terrible this year. Yeah. Um, it's not been pretty. Um, let, let's let's talk about another fraud. Does anyone have another fraud they want to discuss? I have. I mean, outside of the obvious. Uh, yes, I, I'm curious because I'm dying to hear what you say here. Um, I mean, the obvious being like Houston and, and you know, all, <laughs> yeah. all, all, all that. Like, yes, I, I, I I have 28 frauds on my list, but I narrowed it down to two, <laughs> so we're okay. <laughs> Is bad defense Tampa Bay a fraud? Oh, you know what? 29 teams. I take that back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, I was was wondering if you were going to say Tampa Bay because they have been not putting on a good show lately. They just lost to the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke got his revenge. Yes, the the Buccaneers have a a Taylor Heineke problem, but fortunately I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. So hopefully that that might not be a ghost that comes back to haunt us. 
I don't know. That that division, ugh, it's gross. A mess. That's so gross. You're talking about the, I guess the, not, not a realm possible. The NFC South? Uh, east. So. Yeah. Oh, the East. NFC East. Yes, yes. They, yeah, NFC East. Yeah, they were talking about some. The, the NFC is, unfortunately, it's got this perfect balance of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, who are the old, old guard, and then you've got the hot new Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray's <laughs> trying to come up and um, – I, when it comes to Tampa Bay, are you saying that they're your fraud? No, 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 they're not my fraud. <laughs> okay. So here, what I wanted to say here is I wanted to say that Buffalo is my effing fraud. Oh no! But they're but they're not. Okay. I just my heart says that they're because mm. I'm so I'm still mad that they lost to the Jags. Mm-hmm. Oh my! What a mess of a game! Wouldn't, wouldn't you be mad too if like the whole game consisted of five field goals and you lost to Jags? You lost to. Urban Meyer. Yeah, thank you. God, I, he's he so doesn't matter to me. I forgot his name. It it's like, I, I believe, and I'm gonna step on one of my notes here in a future for one of our future um, uh, squads here. It's a rite of passage to be challenged or beaten by the Jaguars on your way to a Super Bowl run. Felt like it happened to the Patriots every three years, which makes sense because that's when they would play them. They played the they played the Rams tough. I mean, for whatever reason, I just. They must teams must look at Jacksonville as a bye week and just not prep for them. And then Jackson, Jack, I think Jackson, you know what Jacksonville looks at it as their Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? I accept that as an answer. I hope that is the answer. But I, I don't have. I don't actually have a fraud. I um, I didn't really outside of. I mean the the KC and the Baltimore arguments I kind of wanted to just I wanted to refute the Baltimore one a little bit I actually kind of like Baltimore still I'm just I'm really impressed by the the the, um, the steps forward that they're taking for their passing game I liken it to kind of the ascension that you saw with Josh Allen almost not quite to the same level right but like it it it's in that same vein and so. I like that, right? It's a, it's like a, it's like a comeback story in a sense, but like, a, and they're supposed to be ascending to the top rank now. Now, can they actually do it? I don't know. Um, they seem to be pulling out some wins they really maybe don't deserve, or maybe they did deserve, and they just like forgot what they were trying to do, and then they're just like, ah, crap, we got to, you know, get there in time, and they pulled it off. But sometimes they don't. So, uh, but yeah, no, I don't have a fraud. I just, I just have a squad. You would have to imagine that in a year where we're not sure, it's going to come down to who's battle-tested. And the Ravens, for any bad metric you could pull against them or any doubt you would have against them, I think that they've gotten better in some version of the team every year since Lamar's taken over. So you have to feel at least a little bit confident about them going forward. But I, I would have to side with Boots here as them being a fraud. Bussy, do you have another fraud? Curiosity. I do. Let's see here. Now this one, you know, this one's going to be a little bit controversial. It's going to be the new. It's going to be the New England Patriots, ladies and gentlemen. Um, oh, now, I know we've got some big Patriots fans on this podcast right now, so I don't mean to break any hearts. <laughs> but this is where I. I'm sorry, and this has nothing to do with Auburn. This has nothing to do with Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. But Mac, this Mac Jones extravaganza it's driving me absolutely crazy is he playing good for a rookie yes is he playing good for an nfl quarterback 
Not really when you dive into the numbers. Oh, please elaborate. I, I, I want to hear this now. I, I didn't even look at them because I was like, the Bills are definitely taking the, the, the division. So please, I want to hear this. All right. So I'll start off with a little trivia first because it's going to be what I can fall back on initially. In the last 25 years, only two quarterbacks have ever won the Super Bowl in their first year of playoff experience. Can you all guess who they are? Super Bowl in their first two years? Super Bowl in, Super Bowl in their first year of playoff experience. Ooh. So Mahomes was drafted in 2017, and they lost to the Patriots in 2018 in the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. So it's not Mahomes in their first two years of playoff experience. Now, there's a reason I pointed out 25. Yeah. Gosh, I'm usually better at these. So it's a tough one. I, know I, you haven't, the idea. Idea. I haven't the slightest idea, no. All right, Kurt Warner and Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, God. Now, I know, those are some throwbacks right there. Now, I am not willing to accept that Mac Jones is able to accomplish a feat that Tom Brady himself was able to achieve. So I am completely writing off any team that has a quarterback with zero playoff experience. I'm sorry. That's why I had 28 frauds. Now, obviously, there's different reasons, of course, but there's a lot of teams that don't have that extra oomph. And I don't think the Patriots have it. We're talking about a guy who, show me a quality Patriots win, a quality one. Now, if you think the Browns are a quality team, then you probably have progressive auto insurance. That's the only reason I could think that you would (laughs) think that the Browns are a quality team. You've bought into the Baker Mayfield commercials too much, and you're a believer now. But this is a guy, he is 29th in the league against the Blitz. Now, We're 10 weeks in. That's a large sample size. What happens in the playoffs? Defensive coordinators hone in on what you're the worst at. The AFC has some of the most aggressive defensive coordinators in in the entire league. And so I think that when it finally comes down to it, they're just not going to be dynamic enough. They're not going to have the experience to push up over the edge. They also have a really rough schedule coming forward. Yes. So yeah. they play well outside of Atlanta next this coming week, Tennessee, Buffalo twice, Indian mm. Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and Miami. Mm. So um, you know probably not too worried about Jacksonville there. Although you know <laughs> maybe they should <laughs> maybe be, they should be, um, <laughs> but it's playing Buffalo twice is why I agree with you. Yes. Because Buffalo's the number one defense right now. This is a team... Unquestionably. Yes, this is a team that's going to have to go on the road in the playoffs, and they're going to have to take a rookie quarterback into some... If the playoff picture shakes out as it is now, not to use the same term, but battle-tested playoff teams that will be ready for this, I believe. Now, Busty, I have to ask, did were you purposely channeling your inner Chris Collinsworth or Al Michaels there? Oh, when I... With the, now here's a guy. <laughs> when, I, when I sat down for this podcast, I, I did a slide into my chair yeah, just, just, just to recreate some of that magic that, that he's able to bring every Sunday night. Well, I, I'll jump in a little bit. I, I Everything I've seen tells me that Mac Jones is a legit NFL quarterback. Is he a good fantasy quarterback? I don't think so at all. In fact, I think he's probably a terrible fantasy quarterback. 
um, just lacks any rushing upside completely. But Mac Jones, uh, I literally, while you were talking, I saw a tweet by YZR underscore fantasy, Akash, great guy, I've referenced him quite a few times. Mac Jones PFF passer grade ranks fourth out of 44 rookie quarterbacks since 2006 that had over 250 dropbacks. Um, He's looking like a phenomenal passer, in my opinion. Does that make the Patriots, you know, not good bad whatever i i don't buy the patriots really this year i i hear people still say that they should be in the top five super bowl conversation Mm. legitimately and i think that's absurd i don't even know that they're maybe necessarily a top 10 team this year um they literally still have a terrible wide receiver core their defense has some key players that i really do like i'm not sold on the offense whatsoever so yes mac jones has been impressive I, I, I'm just not buying it this year. I, I, yeah, and I want to be very clear. I also think Mac Jones has been impressive, and I think that he has been clearly the best-looking rookie so far. But I think he has some incredible surrounding factors going into his success. And I'm, it's, I do not think it's much of a stretch to say that we wouldn't see similar success with Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Mike White in this offense. Or Mike yes, White? Yes, Mike White. It was made very clear that I said Mike White. Mike White. Where, where's Mike White in terms of rookie quarterbacks? I know he's not a rookie, but I just want to know where you put him. Oh. <laughs> I like Mike White for the re- for the record. Yes. I like the attitude he brings. Would you rather start Mike White or Trey Lance next week on your team? Mike White. Even though Joe Flacco is starting, I'd still start Mike Mike White over the other guy. Based off everything we're seeing so far, Joe Flacco is putting up 25. I'm convinced. There's no way. The trend just has to continue. All right. Let, let's get to some squads here. I wanna, let's, let's have some positivity in our life. Um, I, I'm going to mention an obvious squad. You know, you're going to hear this and you're going to kind of groan a little bit. But the Cardinals really are a real team. Uh, I I looked into this team. I tried to find things that were wrong. There's nothing wrong with them. They're first in EPA per play on offense. They're second in defensive EPA per play. And Kyler's third in PFF passer rating. And reminder, PFF passer rating, very predictive of future EPA. They have one of the easiest schedules going forward. Their losses... Literally, it's a three-point loss to the Packers, who are also a legitimate team, right? They have the highest net points in the NFL. Literally, in my opinion, the only thing that could hold that team back is Cliff. I mean, that that's it. It's hard. It's hard to argue. They have looked phenomenal all year, Um, despite their injuries. That they've Kyler was injured, Connor's injured. Uh, I'm sorry, not Connor. Um, the other one, Edmonds, is injured. Mm-hmm. Edmonds. Yeah. Uh, they have a stacked wide receiver core, and they just picked up Ertz. I mean, they are putting all of the pieces together to bring it home. I I believe that without a doubt. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they 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 beat the 49ers with with freaking Colt McCoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this is a team that. I could not have been more wrong about preseason, and it was really just a gut feel. They do not have a bad loss, in my opinion, that loss to the Packers, like you said. I mean, that was a coin flip. A.J. Green, some miscommunication in the end zone there. They've taken care of business. I think their win against the Rams 
all things considered, might be up there with um, the Ravens over the Chargers and the Bengals over the Ravens as the best wins of the year. I mean, they have just been dominant when they need to be dominant, and they're incredibly diverse. They're hard to stop. They can run the ball very well. They can run these incredibly schematic four wide receiver sets, and their defense is just freakishly athletic and smart. So they are they are the team that I think is going to put my you need playoff experience for a quarterback theory to the test. I would put my chips all in on them to break that. I, I need a to give perspective of just how good I think that they are, they beat the Titans 38-13, to right? You pointed out the Rams win as a definitive win. The Titans are 8-2, and mm-hmm. two, and we're talking about a Titans team that basically completely shut out the, the Chiefs, right, 27-3, to and they beat the Rams, right? I mean, and the Cardinals just dominated the Titans 38-13. to So, to me... The Cardinals have so many definitive wins, whether it be against the Titans, the Rams, the Niners twice, or the Browns, pretty pretty convincingly against the Browns, I must say, as well. And their only loss is really just to the Packers, and obviously they've lost to the Panthers this week, but we're talking about a game where they did have to start Colt McCoy. Mm-hmm. Um I can't find negatives about them, honestly, as long as everyone's healthy, or particularly Kyler, obviously, because he's been gone for two weeks. As long as he's healthy, this team's going to be a true contender. They should be. I don't know where they are in terms of betting favorites. They should be the betting favorite. Mm. The the Cardinals, I think it's because they were, in at least in my opinion, the laughing stock of the NFL forever. Now, I know they have a lot of history and everything, but it's the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona is the West Coast Florida, all right? They've got a story coming out about some crazy person. I just got another alert. Wow, unbelievable. They're, they are losing their minds out there, and I think it's like the Arizona Cardinals. They're this cute, oh, look at them. And I know they've had some good years under Carson Palmer, and but it's Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, the guy's going to be in Vegas the night after they lose their first playoff game. And we're all going to say, I can't believe we thought this guy was going to win a playoff game. It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I I absolutely love it. I mean, we all know Kyler. Kyler's probably streaming on Twitch right now. He's probably playing Warzone on Twitch right now instead of rehabbing. So um, if there is any possible reason I can think, I agree with you. It's probably Kingsbury or something along those lines. It's been a little weird. I I don't understand the Kyler thing. Like, Either you're hurt and you're not going to play, or you you play through the pain. It's this two weeks in a row, in a row going on three weeks of questionable, not sure, going to be a game time decision. I don't know. It's all a little fishy to me. I have no idea. Sounds like honestly. a Belichick move. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Someone give me a new squad. What do we got? All right. I got a. Squ- I will. Oh no! Please, please. I was going to say I want to hear from Mike. And- well, while 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 we are in. NFC West. I'm just going to bring it on over the Rams. I f- freaking love the Rams this year. I and Boots, you know that I was super high on the Rams like coming into the season. I was just like these guys are going to bring it on home. Just Matt Stafford coming into this system. I was just like I love it. I love every bit of it. I want every single piece that I can get of this Rams team. Uh Matt Stafford is the leader in completed air yards right now, followed right behind by Josh Allen, by the way, 1641 to 1636. 
and it's a big drop off after those two. He's fifth in completed air yards per pass attempt, um, and he's the second lowest in drop back pressure received, indicating a good offensive line. Um, and four of the top eleven red zone targets in all of the NFL players, uh, you know, red zone targets attributed to players go to the Rams. So the three receivers and Tyler Higby. So tell me that that is not a recipe for success for a high scoring offense. And then their defense has some studs. So tell me that that is not the recipe for taking it on home. I'm going to, I mean, I honestly, no, I was going to say, I'm going to let boots take this one. Cause I, uh, I have to delete the Rams from my fraud section of my notes real quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I it, it's so hard to, like, talk about the Rams after that disgusting 49ers loss. And there's a numerous reasons that we can blame it on if you're, I don't know, I saw some crazy stuff by Troy Aikman that was like, it's OBJ's fault because he was forcing him the ball. And it was like, you mean OBJ was on the field, like, like 20 snaps total, who only had, like, three targets and... That's him saying he's forcing him the ball or thinking about forcing the ball. And I was like, how does that Terrible. work? It just didn't make any sense. So uh, so, I, I, so I watched a bunch of those throws. I watched a lot of that stuff. And my my mind really just came down to, like, they only had so much time. It, it, yes, it's, this is clearly low-hanging fruit. Everyone's saying the same thing. But it but it really it, it feels it feels right, right? Like looking at the film and listening to what everyone's saying, it's like, yeah, you know what? It actually feels right. And it, it makes sense too. Like, you know, you work with some of these people for like all of camp, all of preseason, all of these other games. And you have this one you eat new breakfast run. with them. You <laughs> eat breakfast exactly. with them too. <laughs> exactly. See, OBJ didn't eat his Wheaties with Matt Stafford. That's the problem here. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, it, it, it was there. It was Stafford's fault, but and that's the other thing is that Stafford is like, I think only number eleven on PFF passer grade or number. Thir- I'm sorry, no, I think he's fifteen on PFF passer grade. He's got one of the highest uh, like bad throws in there, right? So, yeah, he's a gunslinger, man. But you know what? You, that's why you get those big body receivers. That's why you get good receivers. So then that way, you know. He's not going to get his Kelvin Ridley. I'm sorry. He's not going to get his Megatron back. But he's. They're trying, man. They're trying to give him that. He's got Vanillatron. <laughs> Vanillatron. <laughs> hey, the way things are going right now, um, you know, 2021 Cooper Cup is putting uh, Calvin Johnson's record-breaking season a little bit to shame, at least when it comes to fantasy. But I, I have a lot of trouble disputing, or not disputing frauding the Rams. This is where I rely more on historical trends. Now, I can't put a lot of stock in their loss to the 49ers. Divisional games are always tough, especially especially yeah. against good coaches. I mean, the Saints have dominated the Buccaneers for who knows how long. So it's really hard when you play a team twice a year and you have a good feel for what they're trying to do. And the Rams for you know whoever their quarterback might be, that's a Sean McVay team. So Kyle Shanahan knows he's coaching against Sean McVay, not so much against Matthew Stafford. So he did a really good job preparing for that. 
And I think the 49ers, along with the Washington football team, the Dolphins, a few other squads, is a team we expected to be better on defense, but has been somewhat disappointing throughout the year. So the, the Rams... The Rams are like when you see the same tanning salon chain in different cities and you're just trying you look at them and you go okay well they're doing well but like who's going in there I, I'm just not, like, <laughs> like how do they have multiple chains how is it not a mom and pop like Miami tanning all these places now I just I, I just look at them and I just go I just don't get it and I don't know if it's because of the historical tri- I'm just not impressed with a lot of their wins in the playoffs under Sean McVay I think Matthew Stafford is obviously a step up over Jared Goff, but there's just something. This is where I can't use statistics to back up my argument. This is where I just have to rely on, if it is a Sean McVay team, then all I can do is use what I've seen out of Sean McVay teams in the past until proven otherwise. And if they have to go on the road in the playoffs with Matthew Stafford for as good as he is, he's not exactly proven and the defense, I mean, you guys saw Vaughn Miller get just destroyed by George Kittle on that play. I mean, he got <laughs> yeah. wrecked. I'm gonna let, I got a little something for you here. There's only four there's only okay. four teams in the NFC that have given up more points than the Rams. Atlanta, Detroit, Washington, and Philadelphia. That's it. Cool. That's a great That's the list. That's a great the list. And their point differential is top five, so they can they can crank it with the best of them, but their defense, you're right, they have some studs, but do they have the full capability to shut down some pretty veteran offenses in Green Bay, Tampa Bay? And you might say, well, they play in a tough division and they played good opponents, and that's why they have a ton of points against them. We're talking about a team that literally got 19 points by the Lions put up against them or 22 points against the Texans put up against them. I mean, there there were terrible teams that put up points against mm-hmm. the Rams. So that that's a great point. I really love that you bring that one up um, for sure. Um, does anyone else have another squad they would like to talk about? Oh, yeah. You got one? Let's hear it. You guys have heard of the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Uh, no. No, they, I, we're on squads, not frauds. <laughs> oh, man. I, they are my squad. I, all right. Wow. I, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Are you ready for this? All right. I have got... I'm here for it. The best statistic. All right. Did you know that the Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, are tied for second in field goal percentage? <laughs> Was that Chris Boswell? Yes. What, what's his completion percentage, though? Because they might need a quarterback to go out there. Oh, his completion percentage? Hold on. Hey, Siri. I think it's zero because he tried that fake fourth down play. <laughs> hey, Siri, what's Chris Boswell's completion percentage? Uh, my phone just turned off. That was really strange. It had full battery too. All right, uh, sorry about that. So, all right, in in all real talk, we we've we've mentioned a couple times in this podcast who's going to emerge, who's it going to be. Well, the Steelers are feeling a little 2015 Broncos ish to me. Uh, they've got a they still they have a veteran quarterback, incredible skill position players, and a I what I still think is a pretty good defense with playoff experience, a front four that can rush the passer with. You know, without having the blitz, they're six in the league in yard per game in, in yards per game given up. 
They they only have three interceptions, which is a little bit concerning. You'd like to see a little bit more ball hawking out of the secondary. But I think that they could be the 2019 Titans, right, where they just catch everybody off guard. They've got a terrific run game now. Offensive line has something to be desired in the passing attack, but they're, they're doing what they need to do to get where they've been before. And you've got Mike Tomlin coaching. You never know when he's going to stick his foot out and try, you know, or walk the sidelines a little bit too close, you know, maybe block block a kick return or something like that. But it's <laughs> it's going to come down to who's been there before, I think, and the Steelers have been there as much as anybody. I think it's so brave of you to say the Steelers after they tied with the Lions. Um, <laughs> hot takes alert. But the bigger hot take is the fact that you compared Ben Roethlisberger to Peyton Manning at one point there. Um, which was also great. This also doesn't help my theory, or I guess it helps my theory too, that you are actually urinating tree. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that's tough to say when I have to pee so bad from all the bourbon I've consumed right now. You're just making, it might as well be raining in my house after you said that, but yes. <laughs> and I, I'm... I, I could see you being urinating tree. I could see it. You you have the anger when you when you want to be. At this point, I might as well be diagnosed with split personality disorder. Uh, Chuck Bass would approve. I know that much. <laughs> Chuck Bass. Oh, so let let's let's start to wrap up here because we've gone nearly twenty minutes longer than we even planned to. But uh, so to t- tell us a little bit here, just you know what what really inspired you to bring out the whole chuck bass thing because i think it's absolutely phenomenal oh i appreciate that i just felt like i always have these very random thoughts and i never really um never really did anything with them but i i would just go on random internet chat rooms and bust them out and people would have a good time with them and <laughs> i i just thought why not a why why don't most of the fantasy football podcasts out there have the entertainment value along with the statistical analysis. I think you guys have a terrific blend of that, and it actually was very inspiring as I was trying to develop. And you guys, you know, kind of gave me the roadmap for it. I just thought there are people out there that are doing analysis much better than I can. But I do know my stuff, so why not, you know, blend a little bit, drop some YouTube clips in, try and make people laugh, and, you know, try and make people feel better about themselves. You know, and 10 minutes is right on the money. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. You do great stuff. Your editing is really great. I mean, leaves a lot for me to be desired in myself when I edit and everything. I mean, I would never want to trade with you because that is the most painful experience I've ever had. Probably more painful than you will feel the burning sensation when you go pee later. Um, <laughs> I, but I'll say this. Truly the most painful thing, but I would recommend your podcast. Anyway. I appreciate that more than you guys know. And I'll, I'll give you two things. I've been reformed when it comes to trading. I figured it out. Cracked the code. I flew too close to the sun, but I didn't burn out. So I've got that formula down to a T. Secondly, I cannot wait for you all to come on and for you all to see the clips that I mix in in between things that you say. It is going to be Oscar nominated. I can't wait. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on it. uh, It means a whole lot, and uh, I'm looking forward to everything you guys put out in the future. 
Absolutely. Tell tell the people where we can they can find you. You guys can find me on the This Guy Sucks with Chuck Bass podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Pandora Radio somehow. Uh, I don't know who that's for, and it might be... Who's still, and, who's still on Pandora? I, the only people I can think of are in high school, and I know those are not the people that should be listening to this podcast, so it could be a problem. <laughs> Um, but also, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, find me on that FlexSpot Fantasy Football Discord. What about your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is ChuckBassFF. And I'm currently awesome. harassing everybody with, I think you should leave GIFs. It might be a little bit too much. I, no, actually, I, uh, I follow you. I've... And I, I have alerts too every time you do it. And like during my work day when it's like really like mind numbingly bad, like I read it and I'm like, thank you. You brightened my day just a little <laughs> bit. So thank you. That's great. I'm learning that unlike The Office, which everybody knows or at least gets, those GIFs not most people have seen yet. So they can come off as a little bit psychotic. <laughs> um, yeah, you could. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I got distracted for a moment. I saw how many Twitter followers Busty had. Um, very interesting there. Um, I have been. You'd be surprised how many people are down for, hey, would you follow me? Yeah, I'll follow you. It's shocking. You're at a thousand, so I love that. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, you can find me at, uh, at Boots Fantasy. Uh, boots with a Z on Twitter and in the Flexbot Discord. So, thanks so much for coming on, Busty. For sure, it was a freaking joy to have you on. Yeah, no, that this is our favorite. Like we said at the beginning, this is our favorite episode uh, of the year usually, and we're grateful to have you here, man. So, thanks for coming on. Um, I, you can find me at uh, at Dr. Trash Dad on Twitter. That's Dr. Trash Dad. Or uh, my website, trash.farm. Awesome. All right, everybody. If you made it this far, we really appreciate it. So uh, have a great one. Thanks again. Take care. Thanks, guys.
I start working out.